I left my phone and then came back to him maybe an hour later. And I was just like, is this the moment? Like, is this is happening? Like, this is unbelievable. Coming up on the official Celtic FC podcast, we're joined by Celtic fan and singer-songwriter Brooke Combe as she talks about her incredible career and her support for the hoops. This is the official Celtic FC podcast. Yes, everyone, hello and welcome along to the official Celtic FC podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Marr, and I'm delighted to be joined by this guest today. We've got a singer, a songwriter, someone who's... Is it debut albums coming yeah. out very, very soon? I, I'd say so. I'd yeah, say debut so, albums I. coming out very soon. Uh, absolutely delighted to see you joined by massive Celtic fan Brooke Coombe and the rising hello. star of the Scottish music scene. Hello, hello. <laughs> um, I have to say one thing before we proper get into okay, this. Okay, go. It's comb. Comb? That sound though, I'm so used to it. I'm so used to it. But uh, I didn't want to go ahead just being like, you know what I mean? Right, okay. With you not knowing. Okay, so now I we do, know. I We've do apologise. This is me being outed like straight. No. <laughs> what a start to the podcast. I'm <laughs> taking no prisoners, mate. <laughs> See, to be fair, like, my, my surname's the same. My, like, you say my surname Mar, but it's spelled like M E H E R. Well, I was going to say like Ma- Mayor or something. Ah, you know so, I mean? so yeah, we're in the same boat with that. I got you. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. I'm well, thanks. How are you? I'm very, very good. I'm delighted to have you on. And we've got you at a really good time. We're going to talk about your music career, your love for Celtic, all that type of stuff. But it's exciting for you because the day that you sit in here, mm. I think this weekend that just passed, you just finished your album, is that right? Literally, yeah. It's a madness, honestly. <laughs> I've just come up the road. Uh, I've got a wee bit of time off now, so I'm doing all things I love, mm. and here we are, which is quite nice. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. How's, it, how's it feel to get it over the line? <sighs> um, Good. A massive weight off my shoulders. Um, I have been like, I don't know, it's one of them, like you never ever know what your debut album's going to look like, going to mm. sound like. And I'll be honest, I feel like I've done myself quite proud. Like, Brilliant. I'm quite a doubter. I doubt every piece of work I ever do, quite a perfectionist. And for once, I'm just like, you know what I mean? Like, step back, it's done. I'm not going to sit and critique everything. I'm really, really happy with it. Well, I mean, you should be proud even just to get to get to the stage of getting your debut album. We'll talk more about your music career soon and how you kind of have got to this position. But it must just be a proud moment to know that you have achieve something you've always wanted to do well it's mad because like literally what four years ago in lockdown <laughs> i was studying still do you know what i mean like i'd never thought i'd ever get to this stage yeah. um and i to be honest i never even actually seen it like in my life like this being my career path to be completely honest but here we are i do not know how this has all happened but i am not complaining i'm literally just basking in it <laughs> why not i know that's the best thing to do just enjoy the moments with that i mean there'll be a there'll be a lot of people that are watching and listening that are aware of your music and and who you are there'll probably be some people watching that might be the first time that they hear of you brooke so why don't you give people a little bit of an explanation that might not know who yeah. you are about who who are you well and what type of music are you doing what what's your What's your story, Brooke? So basically, um, I'm from Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. I'm 24, um, and I've been doing music like professionally <laughs> um, for uh, probably about four years now. Yeah. Um, like I said, just coming out of lockdown, it was sort of like something I felt I wanted to focus on. It was like 
a pretty rubbish time for everybody I would say lockdown yeah. um and for me I went through a breakup I was just you know when you just I was feeling dead lonely like everything like that and my big brother phoned me one night I was having a meltdown and he was <laughs> like right I've had enough of this you need to do music what have you actually got to lose like you're 21 at the time just go for it and see what happens you may as well so here I am um <laughs> I done I just released like a mixtape which was sort of like a collective body of work of like all my earlier tunes um and I fe- I feel like those types of tunes was me sort of finding out who what kind of artist I wanted to be mm-hmm. but now with the debut album it's just night and day soul soul all round funk it's just groovy like all me all my inspirations just bundled into one amazing i'm 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 buzzing it must be quite a fulfilling feeling when you do start to recognize right this is the type of artist that i am oh i mean it's it's, it is strange though it's like i feel like i'm maturing in a way (laughs) um i feel like i'm at a bit of a weird age as well like i'm gonna be 25 this year and i know i look worse than that (laughs) (laughs) but i I don't know i just i feel like i'm like sort of understanding who i am and it's probably coming with age and it's probably coming with doing something i'm really proud of and just feeling like wow like this is my lane Mm -hmm. and i've never felt like what's the word that like a content i suppose mm-hmm. that content um so i just yeah i feel comfortable it's funny 25 and you start to feel like you're getting older <laughs> like we just discussed before this i've got weddings i've yeah. got babies being born it's mad i know i was like 27 last month and i feel like i'm at an existential crisis i'm like getting close <laughs> to 30 and i'm like what is going on those here? are the days but then there'll be people watching and listening going like that is nothing at all so <laughs> no way telling us to just be quiet <laughs> exactly but... i know so what was what were your influences then take us back to your early days and getting into music like saying there that lockdown was a big thing Mm. but i take it it must have been a big part of your life prior to that i um i mean music's always been in my life literally since i was a kid um love to just pick up different instruments see if i could play them Mm -hmm. and then i'd be like oh i can get like one tune out of this so i'll put it down again do you know what i mean i'd i'd call it a bit of a tinkerer i suppose but um yeah always always loved music my mum and dad have always been really supportive like they'd buy me any instrument that I'd like be interested in because they'd try and encourage it as much as possible so I'm really grateful for that but I mean they're not musical at all so luckily they've they've shown me very good music taste um and I've grown up listening to stuff like well I grew up on like Motown and all that stuff James Brown Michael Jackson um, and then I got into the, the women like Whitney Houston, Mariah mm. Carey, Amy Winehouse. So loads of different inspirations. And then as I got a little bit older, I started getting a bit more into rock, um, like Fleetwood Mac and stuff like that. So there's a whole messy load of stuff in there, <laughs> but it's great. It's there's great. a lot a lot of seasoning there. Aye, 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 <laughs> <laughs> was, it always, was it always music? always been a singer when you were younger or was there other uh, avenues for you potentially it was music and football to be honest right. i it was okay. it was sp- i was really into my sport yeah. growing up and it was like i always just battled between the two and it was like certain ages like i'd give one of them more of my attention mm-hmm. do you know what i mean and i'd start to think oh maybe this is what i need to do and then 
I was about 13, 14 maybe, and I was a goalkeeper. I got a really bad break on my right hand and was like, I am never stepping foot in a goal again. It just terrified me. Yeah. And that from that moment, I was like, maybe music, maybe. <laughs> Nobody likes a goalkeeper anyway. So I ate, ate though, like, exactly, right exactly. So after that then, when you've kind of made that decision, are you putting a lot of your emphasis on music? Do you start trying to do like wee local gigs and places or anything like that? Honestly, there's probably a lot of like, really really hard working musicians out there right that are just gonna hate me but <laughs> I, I don't know how it's happened it's just sort of happened this way I I was I'm, I'm quite shy I'm quite a resi- reserved person um don't really go out much and stuff I used to when I was a bit younger but no much anymore and basically I loved music in high school and my high school teacher was like I think you should go and study it like out with school go and study it in uni or something like that maybe be a music teacher and I was like oh I don't know like I've not got the patience Mm -hmm. to teach so sort of just kept my cards close to my chest I knew I loved music but it's one of them I don't know why and it's probably again something that comes with age but it's like one of them like I loved it but I didn't want to show I loved it so I'd like kick off in class and that be like I hate music you know what I mean like don't know why and um my music teacher heard me singing one day and she was like right I need to have a chat with you (laughs) I think you need to change which instrument you're doing in your exam I think you should do singing and not piano um you've got an amazing voice and I was just like no I don't and I'm not singing and I don't know like I've, I've always loved to sing don't get me wrong but like it's something that's so personal. Do you know mm. what I mean? It's inside you and it's like a really vulnerable space that you're yeah. in when you're showing people that, yeah. eh? So, um, yeah, it took a lot of coaxing it out of me, I suppose, but we got there in the end and I'm yeah. very grateful. It's difficult as well when you're, I suppose, when you're at school and it's not like like music and singing. It's not like anything else where you can go, right, I'm going to go do this degree and then that degree will get me the job, and th- <laughs> like there's no there's no like real avenue to it. Totally. At all. So it's like, how do you actually go around getting into those different t- t- types of situations to become a singer? Yeah, you know, it's yeah. Hard. I th- I think as well what you've just said there. See, the uncertainty of this job was probably a massive aspect of why I didn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. I've always felt like I need stability in my life and like just everything to be routined. And let me tell you, this job is not that. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, we go to gigs, we get picked up at, like, 8 in the morning, we get back home maybe sometimes the same day at, like, 3, 4 in the morning. It's mad. And then you're not working for weeks. It's it's a bit crazy, but... um, I think... Well, I started doing, um like, videos on Twitter and stuff like that. And I've done a cover of a Joel Corey song. Mm-hmm. And it's, he retweeted it, and it went kin- kind of viral. And that sort of generated some interest between management and things like that. So I was getting DMs and stuff like, would you maybe want to sign to management? And I was like, why no? Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing nothing else in my house, so why not? <laughs> so signed with management. And then one of my good friends, Sean McGill, he's a sports journalist, so I'm name dropping him here. <laughs> um, but yeah, Sean, he gave me a text when it was, all, it was Euros. And uh, he was like, I think if you covered yesterday, I can boogie. It'll go viral. Like, honestly, the timing's perfect, whatever. 
So I was like, well, it's not really my type of song, but I'll try and like make it into mine. Mm. So done it, maybe tried it like three times. I was like, bang it up online, see what happens. And literally within minutes, it just was like hundreds of retweets, hundreds and hundreds of quote retweets. I was like, what is going on? And then ended up on this morning and that. It was just like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this does not happen to people like me so i don't know it was just a mad experience <laughs> who interviewed you in this morning uh it was dermot and allison what, <laughs> what a good morning eh? hey what a good way to start that is your so day big time, isn't it? That isn't is... it? <laughs> <laughs> and then that day the day i done this morning it was the uh it was a scotland england game and i remember loads of my mates had flown to england to london to go and watch the game and all that and i'd flown to do this morning and I'm just like too loyal to my mates. They were all like, nah, we were going to the club back in Scotland mm. to watch the Euros. Like, you need to come back. So I flew back, flew back to Scotland. Didn't they spend it in London? <laughs> I'm glad. I'm so glad it was, what, I think it was a draw that yeah, day. Yeah, no, no. I know, no, wasn't it? I went down for that. That was, uh, <laughs> that was something else. Mm. But so tell, tell us then about a little bit more about that because I suppose that probably is one of the first times where people are really starting to mm. recognise you and your music. But it's more that aspect, I want to know like what it's like to go viral, because that did go viral in, in Scotland and in the UK. And from when you post it to then when you start to recognise mm. things are getting quite big here, like what was your thought process when you're starting to see all those numbers <laughs> trickling up the way? It's mad because it's like, see if you like do music and you're posting, I suppose if you do anything, mm. You want your work to resonate with people. Yeah. Excuse me. And um, it's one of them when you're posting covers all the time and it's like you just want one to do do the thing, do the big thing mm. and go viral. Yeah. And uh, you put a lot of time and effort into those types of videos and then you get like 10 retweets and you're like, sound. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that one was just like, I don't know, I left my phone and then came back to it maybe an hour later I was just like, is this the moment? Like, is this is happening? Like, <laughs> this is unbelievable. Um, unfortunately, it was a mad one because I posted it and got a lot of traction. And then some people found out I was a Celtic fan and I got oh, a lot no. of unfollows. How <laughs> typical. <laughs> <laughs> but I, it is, it's always a mad experience. From that video alone, it generated like stuff like record labels messaging me reaching out I maybe had like a meeting every single day with like major labels all That's in the UK do you know it? what I mean like it just, it does just go to show like social media can be so good for some things yeah um and from that point on it's just like let's go <laughs> I've been 100 miles an hour now <laughs> the modern day Bieber huh? like... <laughs> don't don't <laughs> that is that is unbelievable just to think like you can just post something and then all of a sudden it can just change your life because Literally. it has hasn't it mm -hmm. it's changed my life in so many ways yeah. like i couldn't i got a wee bit of stick i posted a, a a video on tiktok and it was me working at my first job which was a trampoline park <laughs> and i posted it just being like you know keep doing like what you want to do and things will work out in the end and then it cut to like me doing music something that i've wanted to do for years something that i love and the amount of stick I got in the comments being like, 
there's nothing wrong with working on a trampoline park. All this, and I was like, no one said that. <laughs> like, I'm literally not dissing it. All I'm saying is, I'm finally now where I want to be, and it feels good. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And I'm allowed to celebrate that. Yeah. I felt a bit rubbish, but I am no made made out to do normal stuff mate i'm not like me on tills is not a good combination was there any kind of moments so obviously going in this morning that's mm. that's pretty cool is there any other kind of moments that stand out because of that video that you know people maybe getting in contact with you or people you met or? Uh, i had loads of footy players yeah. like liking it and stuff like that which was quite cool um and then i went on soccer am and Tatty punted the ball with my Doc Martens. <laughs> it was a great, great experience. Um, the night before as well, I got top bins. No one will believe me, but I swear <laughs> I did. I swear. Were they recording it? I, I, uh, my mate was, but I got I got crossbar a good few times. Cameras off. I swear to God, top bins. <laughs> um, so that was a pretty cool memory. Um, just there was loads to be honest. Loads yeah. came with it. I. But then, how do you go from? So you have that moment. And it's an amazing moment. But then it's how do you use that to then make your career? Mm. So what was the, the process in there after that? Well, that was good because obviously it bulked up my followers and stuff like that um, in quite a big way. So that was great. And then for me and my management, it meant that we could sort of capitalize on that a little bit. I was posting more frequently and just trying to show all those new followers like, <laughs> I can do more than just sing Yes or I Can Boogie. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, I love the song, right? But it just follows me, like it haunts me to yeah. this day. Um, but again... Do you resent it a wee bit now in a way? Like... I don't know, I feel like it would be bad if I said I resented it because, it, like we've just discussed, it's opened up so many doors for me. Mm. Um, and the original tune is actually quite a tune, do you know <laughs> what I mean? So I could never hate it, but... But sometimes I'm just like, I'm no playing that song yeah. again. Do you know what I mean? But see, because Scotland are back at the Euros, are, are people already starting to ask you about it again? Nah, you know. Nah? Nah. I think it's kind of like, right, it's done Hopefully, now. Hopefully, we'll yeah. see. But I mean, I, what did I do? I'd done something for the Hogmanay show on BBC. <laughs> and they were like, could you maybe just add in Yes or I Can Boogie? I was <laughs> like, oh. And I was like, but I can't say no, it's a BBC, in yeah. it? So <laughs> I had to do it. But um, yeah. Yeah. Are you pay, it's your money to go I know, to isn't it? Say exactly. No to them, exactly. So since then, like that's the moment it really starts to, to kickstart everything and you just seem to be in this amazing upward trajectory. It's amazing to see you've done your album now, some amazing gigs as well. Like what moments really stand out for you so far? Even that, like the gigging is crazy. Like as much as I can talk about like I've been a professional musician for four years, like I've been performing live for maybe two and a half years only now and looking back on the <clears throat> people that I've supported and opened for do you know what I mean it's like mad I went I got given a tour with Miles Kane that was like my first proper tour and I think it really like changed me as a performer because he's such a charismatic mm -hmm. guy on the stage and watching that every night I, I took a lot away from it and I learned a lot and it's quite nice like learning how to you know walk on the stage and be someone else and then the minute you've walked back off you just leave that on there that person on on the stage and you can kind of get to play around with different characters and stuff it's cool um but yeah i mean 
there's been a lot, lot of good shows doing Glastonbury. That was another one. Amazing. In my first year of doing festivals, I get offered that and things like Transmit as well. Yeah. They've been great to me. Done that two years on, on the bouts. But like, even that, like doing those shows, being offered those shows is one thing, right? But then coming out on stage and seeing people there is another thing. And both times, like, for those experiences it was absolutely ramo <laughs> so i'm just you know what i mean i was just like how have we done this yeah, and yeah. even back then i'd only been doing it like a year so i don't know there's must be something in the water they say <laughs> i know because see when you're like lining all these shows up is it a part of you particularly in the early mm. the start of your career you're going right are people going to turn up though is it is it going to oh. i'm going to walk on stage here and there's like not as many people as we want or uh, any any artist will know this feeling of just especially when you're supporting someone and festivals i suppose because mm. you're trying to win over people aren't you you know what i mean there's going to be people watching you that aren't your fans and it's so important i quite like that though there's something like see the challenge of it i'm yeah, into that yeah. like i'm just like well people are watching you like show us what you've got then do you know what i mean and i'm like fine <laughs> let's go let's go so i do like that element of it i, I can have a bit of fun with it but it's just like, I, I think at the start, earlier on when I was getting offered all these gigs, I'm somebody who gets quite overwhelmed quite quickly. And obviously just due to everything happening so fast, my sort of coping mechanism is just say yes to everything, right? Don't worry about it. And then once it's done, you can sort of, you know, live in the moment then, mm, I suppose. Yeah. Because anxiety can get you like and <laughs> honestly like the amount of things like i suppose like let's take glasgow for instance the thought of that is just amazing but like the anxiety part of me is like i cannot there's absolutely no way i'm singing at glastonbury i can't do it i can't perform in front of these people so say yes what about after and that is how i go <laughs> what's the what's the backstage like at glastonbury you must be rubbing shoulders with you bumping into people behind uh, the I mean, I don't know. I never really seen that many. Nah, nah. To be honest, um, I think we just think like when you're a, a fan watching it and you see mm. like all these musicians here, you think like behind the scenes I must just be like all oh, that stuff going on. Hundred. <laughs> I mean, I was like that until <laughs> I started gigging and was like, "All oh, right, so you're just eating a ham butty and you're completely <laughs> normal," or like transmit Niall Rogers from Sheiks yeah, playing yeah. table tennis. And he's just, you know what I mean, being absolutely normal. And I'm just like... I can imagine him being amazing at table tennis as well. He was unreal, mate. I right. swear to God, he was unreal. I mean, pure schwab, <laughs> just like... <laughs> Backhanders yeah. in that, eh? <laughs> Unbelievable. That's incredible. So what's the what's the plans for 2024 then? So is there a date? Is there anything you can give away in the album or mm -hmm. anything like that? No, no, I'll keep all that close okay. to my chest. Okay. No dates. Um, probably, hopefully, tail end of the year is what I can say. Right few singles before that hopefully mm. um and hopefully a few shows to follow up with yeah, yeah. as well um but more shows probably 2025 right. really focusing on it then i think giving myself this year to enjoy just enjoy the moment exactly, exactly. Isn't it? and just You've just done something massive totally and i want the album to be perfect so in that meantime we'll be working on different mixes and just making sure everything is up to scratch for it coming out yeah um, but yeah, I'll be here and there. Be I'm in sure Scotland. people will get to see you at some point. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'll be doing Massive, that. amazing. Well, congratulations again on the Thank album. Thank you very that much. Is, that's huge news. Uh, but Brooke, since we've got you in here at Celtic Park, 
with the Celtic crest behind us. Mm-hmm. We need to talk a little bit about Celtic. So let's do it. Tell us about how you were influenced into supporting Celtic. What's the backstory there? So my dad's a massive hoops fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was just a bit of a no-brainer. And like I said earlier, I've got an older brother. And I think my dad was like, right, I've got a son, do footy with him and all that. Got my daughter, she can do all the girly stuff, whatever. That is just no the way it happened. <laughs> my brother, by the way, is a proper meathead, so don't get it twisted. Like he's a big guy in that, but he just loves the gym and he's just he was never really that bothered with football. Whereas I was like, Let's go to the games. I played football myself. So I dad was like, If he's not gotta be into football in Celtic, you're coming with me which I is absolutely fine by me. So I we just sort of he sort of showed me the ropes, I suppose, from being really, really young. Um, always got me the strips, stuff like that. And was like, when you're big enough, we'll go to Parkhead. So, I don't know, it's just been one of them in the fam yeah. the whole time. Are there any, like, memories that stand out when you were younger about supporting the club, but it might be getting a kit or something? I feel like everybody's always got something they hold on to, and you that, know? There's a couple of memories, to be fair. Um me and a few of my mates in school so that it's so funny like always going to liverpool this is just a wee sidetrack but always going to liverpool they're like baffled as to why so many people in edinburgh support celtic or rangers Mm -hmm. and not like just hearts or hibs do you know what i mean i don't know what it is but that just shows like and to be fair i actually feel like i'm not saying anything but those other stadiums are looking rather empty these days I'm noticing a few more hoops <laughs> fans on the on the horizon, but I they just can't wrap their head around, and it does just show like it does come over. Do you know what I mean? The support is massive with Celtic. I think I've, like they go everywhere as well. They'll they'll go home. They'll go away. It's brilliant. But I memories. So back in primary school, me and a couple of my mates. There was like four of us. And we were Celtic fans, proper Celtic fans, and we'd all we we were all on the footy team. And we'd all come into school one day with a bumblebee kit. Do you remember the bumblebee yeah, kit? Yeah. And I was like, this is unreal. This so is nice, actual it? drip. Like, do you know what I mean? I remember just walking about feeling like the bee's knees, pardon <laughs> the pun. Um, so that, loved that kit. Loved the tartan kit. You remember that as oh, well? The one with a wee bit of, yeah, Aye, the white with I the... had that comb on the I back. Had, uh, I had the, the tartan shorts. Aye, that's there. right. I loved that kit. So two wee memories there. And, um, like I said earlier, being a goalkeeper, the whole reason I wanted to be a goalkeeper in the first place was the holy goalie. Mm. Loved Arter Boric, um, loved watching him. Just was like he's un- like actually an animal. Yeah. Um. So I what I was I was actually a centre back before that, and uh, was called the laziest centre back that the coach had seen. So <laughs> it only it only made sense. Yeah. Do you know it's it's funny you say that because. I was the same when I was younger. I used to be a goalkeeper as well. And part of the reason was because Arthur Boric. I remember getting like... Really? I remember getting his gloves. At, like We used to wear Puma gloves. Mm-hmm. I remember getting his gloves and everything and got the same boots as him. <laughs> and it was just like... Every, I think every Celtic fan loves him. 100%. And being fortunate enough to meet him through this. And he's just like... Everyone talks about like how crazy and mental he is, and then when I met him, he was like the most like laid back. I can guy see that, you know. Ever. I can see that. It was bizarre. Cause do you know what I mean? He's got to channel something somewhere yeah. in it. It was so funny, but oh, wow. what a, what a goalie. Boss. And your your dad then 
having like kind of sharing Celtic with him, did he then start to bring you to Celtic Park? You were saying that. Aye, so I mean, I didn't really go until I was a bit older, to be honest. Um, a few, one of my mates, um, her big brother is Darren Fletcher, so she used to bring me because they're Celtic fans as mm. well. She used to bring me to the games with her, Aaron. Um, mm. so that was a nice wee experience because my dad never used to until I was a bit older. Yeah. Um, but it's actually probably been nicer now that I am a bit older, sharing that experience with my dad. Because we go and it's just like dad-daughter day out and it's like, I actually understand the rules of football a bit more now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you just like to watch it when you're wee, do you know what I mean? But being older and stuff, it is just a nice experience. It's, that's probably one of the, the best things a lot of the time about football is that you can use it for that connection with people where you can go 100%. to the games with your dad, with your mum, whoever it may be, That's and great. like share that thing with them. So nowadays when you're supporting Celtic, is that something that you do when you can get the chance to, still coming to the games with your dad? Oh, I 100%. I was looking at the games the other night to see which ones we could uh, we'll make it to. Like It's just like, especially, I'm no home all the time anymore. I'm always travelling, so... Getting to come home and then being like, oh, we're going to Celtic game today. It's just a, it's just a nice feeling. And the pies. Oh, the pies here. Next level. You're a big fan? Mate, next level. <laughs> All right, then that's your, now you've said that on camera, I'm expecting Celtic Park to give you like a hey, free year of pies or something like that. We black card. Po- yeah, post hey. it on your social media and get a wee link up there. What, um about supporting Celtic then now because you are travelling a lot obviously that changes things quite a bit so how do you keep up to date with all things Celtic when you're on the road? Well this the last few months I will be honest I've not been up to date mm-hmm. I don't know what who's transferred where and who's doing what at the minute you've been a whole with that album so that's exactly I've enough. been pretty focused on that um but it's been nice getting back into it I did watch the game the other day mm. what he's doing boys what's <laughs> happening um but <laughs> I keeping up um it's nice because I always go to Liverpool big Celtic following in Liverpool um always run into Scots wherever you go so it's quite a nice thing to sort of bond over mm. um but yeah just don't know just twitter mm-hmm. everything celtic see that's the thing see when you support celtic i say more than most other teams when you do travel about particularly mm. you know go to places like liverpool mm-hmm. and, and they find that you're a celtic fan you always have better conversations with, with people you know they're always 100%. a bit more in, interested in uh, hey, clubs, I think. nah nah i definitely agree with that <laughs> the only thing i can say to the liverpool fans the Liverpool Celtic fans, I know that little, mm-hmm. um, but I'm a blue. Oh, are you? You're a Evertonian? Aye, unfortunately. How did that happen? My boyfriend's a blue. Ah, oh, right. I okay. know. We were saying off camera that you're going to, um, you know, pals with Jamie Webster, so mm. how does that work with the two of you? <laughs> well, you're an Evertonian and he's a... Well, my, aye, so my boyfriend plays guitar for Jamie mm-hmm. and they're be- they've been best mates since they were kids, you know what I mean? And uh, it's quite it's it's funny because when I first started coming to Liverpool, I was a red. Sorry to my blues, but I was just due to the whole Celtic thing. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Um, and walking at my boyfriend's house, he's like, "You do not sing. You'll never walk alone here." <laughs> and you've got to just tease it in sometimes. Like I love it, but are you like quietly singing it around the house every now and then? <laughs> but um, I it's a bit of a mad one. I do like to watch the Reds playing. But 
I can't back it. I can't. Man, I've got yeah. to be loyal. And I'm. That, do you know what they said to me when I? They were like, "You should be a blue because it means you're not winning all the time." And I quite like that because supporting the underdog sometimes is just an amazing feeling. Um. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, even just that little rendition there of you never walk away. <laughs> I, li- I like the sound of that. You thought about trying to get yourself out there at Celtic Park at some point? Oh, aye. I'd definitely sing that one day. Yeah, definitely. surely we can make that happen. Hundred- we can oh, link, we- link that before a big European game or something. Oh, it'd be rude not to me. <laughs> <laughs> 60,000 people there, that would be... No sweat. That would be all right, wouldn't mm. it? That would be... How do you think the nerves would be going into something like that? Like... Do you, do you find yourself getting nervous still before gigs? Do you know or? what? Not really, but nah. I do feel like that's one I probably would get a bit <laughs> nervous for, like, 100%. I've heard my tune being played in the stadium in that, which is quite cool. And hearing that, I'm just like, oh, boss. But I, ugh, I don't know. The nerves would maybe get the better of me that day. Because you know your dad's going to be there hey, that's well, it as well. He's that. like, do not disappoint me here. <laughs> but, I mean, it's going to be a really exciting year for you when all the, the album comes out. But it's... I'm really excited to hear it. I'm sure the Thank fans you. will be as well. And you always want to support one of your own as well, don't you? When you you know someone's a big Celtic fan, so even more reason to to support you because oh, of that, Brooke. Gosh, thanks, um, Thank you so much for coming in, Brooke. Thanks it's been, for having it's me. been great to it's been great to speak to you, and it's been great to catch you in this moment when you've just finished your album as well. And you, you know, maybe it was a couple of weeks ago. You might have been a wee bit. I know. What were you like then? Oh, I was bogged down. To yeah. be, I was stressing out. Um, but now. Do you know You're what I mean? Free. Weight off my shoulders, a lot of dog walks, a lot of watching the football, playing FIFA. <laughs> I'm happy. Perfect. Well, thank you for coming in. Uh, maybe can people, where can people follow you and find follow out? Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, just Brooke Comb. That simple. Like not a good. hair comb. Yeah, not Like good. a hair comb, but with an E on the end. Silent I cannot e. believe that I did that right I'm happy you did, though, because this is just like the running joke, like between me and my management and stuff, like... Who's gonna get it right? Who's yeah. gonna get well, it I'm, right? I'm glad you did say. To, I, to mate, I've got awards and everything, and they say cum on them. So even like spell, spell, really? C double O M B. But they were like, oh, we can change the spelling. I was like, nah, it's the story now. Do you know what I mean? I like that. Yeah. We kept it. <laughs> Some other person. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully, the fact that I've messed up there will start to change that. Well, so if you know later on down the, the line and everything's changing, no one says it anymore. I'm going to come back to this moment and say, "Please, it was me that it, started aye, that." Aye, you paved the way, mate. <laughs> well, Brooke, thank you so much, <laughs> and uh, hopefully see you again soon. Definitely, definitely, I'll come anytime. Nice one.